Flair.com presents Two Cents Worth, a podcast on B2B sales and entrepreneurship. The one podcast that's not afraid to discuss real sales strategies with real entrepreneurs that produce real results. Here's your host, James Harper. Hey, how's it going, everyone? What's up? Welcome back to the Two Cents Worth podcast. I'm your host, James Harper. Today, it's a very unique episode because it's our very first episode in talking about cold call objections. And I really want to call out and focus on one objection specifically that I believe all people who pick up the phone uh, should be really focused in on and how this objection should always hit the top of our priority list when it comes to um, caller callbacks, comes to your follow-ups, and why this one objection really isn't a rejection and it should give us some sort of incentive and guidance on how to best sequence our follow-up for next steps. What is that one objection that I'm talking about? It's the send me more information. Um, Typically when we're out there and we're pounding the phones and we're cold calling, whether you get a gatekeeper, maybe you even get the decision maker on the phone, one of the biggest things that we hear, um, I've personally experienced this, if you've hit the phones, I know you've heard it, is, okay, that sounds great, I'm busy right now, why don't you just send me more information? Um, A lot of times what we tend to do in these scenarios, we say, okay, we'll send you more information. Um, That person quickly rattles off an email and we write down their email as fast as we can without repeating it back and then we get off the phones, we move on. Um, Obviously, the great callers and really thorough, detailed sales pros do actually send up follow-up information, but realistically, we should be taking it a few steps further, and we should be really putting them at top of our list when it comes to sequenced follow-up. And let me kind of explain exactly what I'm talking about and give you a few tips and tricks that is going to help your intentionality when following up with prospects that give us this objection. So number one, we have to acknowledge right off the bat when someone says, okay, that sounds great, Um, send me some more information. We have to understand why they're telling us this in this very moment. One, um, there's a few reasons why prospects give us this one objection. And really, frankly, if I'm just kind of being opinionated and as honest as I can be, I think a lot of times we get this objection because people are scared to give us the no. This can be a false kind of positive, if you will, a false yes, a false yeah, give me, um, send me some more information. Uh, So we really have to understand the tone of the call. If someone's busy and we hit them out of the blue, they're not in front of their computer, they're not at their desk, they're just not in a focused Uh, mindset to where we should even be engaging and giving them any sort of information that they might want or be needing to make a decision on. Um, It makes sense why they say, hey, just send me some more information. Uh, It's because they're busy. We have to acknowledge as cold callers, as people, as salespeople um, in the cold outreach world, we do disrupt people's day. So we have to find some Uh, some permission from our prospects to give them uh, uh, some sort of follow-up. So typically when people say, yeah, just send me some more information, it's because one, they can't tell us no, they're not 
for whatever reason, willing to tell us no in that very moment. But if the tone doesn't match that and you actually believe they're just trying to get us off the phone, it's because they're busy and we are disrupting their day and your initial cold call didn't feel cold, it didn't feel off, um, but hey, give me something that I can reference back to in my email is really what they're saying. And they're saying that because they're just not in a focused mindset where they can actually hear what you are having to say. So typically, that objection comes with, okay, send it to me in an email and let me review it at a later point. Now, where a lot of callers miss the mark is they'll ask for that prospect's email, that prospect quickly rattles off an email, and that's that. There's no follow-up clarification or qualifying question after that. And what I mean by that is there's no um, specific, hey, is this your email? Do you spell it Bob, B-O-B, at company name? Uh, We're just so kind of excited or anxious to get off the phone or to move forward with the next steps that we actually don't take a thorough time to really break down what's being said to us. Let me give you a prime example, and this is a way to validate, to kind of qualify if your prospect's being legit with you or not. If someone gives me an email, says, yes, send me some more information, I'm going to say, okay, what's your email? My email is bob at amazon.com. Okay, Bob, just to make sure I got that right, is that B-O-B at amazon.com? No other periods or last names? Yes, correct. That's B as in boy, O as in object, B as in boy at amazon.com. Literally start getting this person to repeat their email back to you. I know it might sound kind of crazy, but you'd be so surprised how many times we miss the mark on follow-up information in our calls just because we misspell an email because it's all... You know, it's all happened, um, happening in lifetime, and uh, we're not actually um, taking down the proper um, spelling of an email address. Uh, there is this little tip if you purposely pronounce the email and misspell it back to the person. Oh, did you say job, J O B at Amazon.com? No, Bob, B O B at Amazon.com. If you actually misspell it back to the person, as crazy as that sounds, and they correct you, they're giving you a legit email address. Kind of a crazy small cold call tip that I've seen work really beautifully in the past. The other thing that we have to realize when we get this objection, yes, send me more information, we're getting a little bit of permission to follow up with that person. So we need to make sure we are doing everything in our power to kind of tag them as um, priority follow-up because... In the cold call world, we're looking for engagement and we're looking for permission to follow up with people that it makes sense to follow up with. And when they say, yeah, you know what, send me some more info, they're giving us some slight permission there. And when it's cold outreach, listen, guys, let's be real. Slight permission is a good thing. We want to kind of keep opening that door until it finally opens up completely or it closes on us. And they've given us a little bit of permission um, to, to send them something. Now, we want to reference our call on our follow-up. We want to make sure the email 
references exactly um, what we mentioned to them on the call. We want to keep that email concise. We want to keep it brief and we want to add an action. Hey, I realized I missed you. I, I caught you at a busy time today. Uh, thanks for giving me your email. Here's some of the information that I said I'd send you. Does it make sense for me to give you a call back Thursday at 10 a.m.? Um, if not, please suggest a time. Let's put some action items in that email. That sounds very simple and common sense, but common sense isn't always so common. And there's been many of times that I've personally not put a solidified action item in terms of a callback time in there. And I've missed the mark on um, appropriately following up with um, these prospects that have give, given us a little bit of permission to follow up with them. Um, last but not least here is we have to acknowledge that this is ultimately a deflection in the moment, but if we take this deflection and we try to turn this into an opportunity, try to engage with this per person via email, and then once we send them that email, even if they don't respond to it, but we're tracking them, we see that they've opened it multiple times, uh, maybe they just opened it and that's it, we now have a reason we have incentive to give them a call back. And this time, it's not a cold call. It's a follow-up call. And we must know the difference. Cold call is when someone literally has no idea who you are. They have no idea what you do or why you're calling. Well, now this person, in theory, should know who you are, what you do, and why you're calling. Now, this is a follow-up call. This is where we have to get serious about our tone and our pitch. And we don't want to make this anything about why we're call or why we originally called during that cold call. We want to just reference the email. Hey Bob, listen, I know I called you on Tuesday. I sent you some information. Did you get a chance to receive that? And do you have any questions about it? All of a sudden we're reframing the conversation around our pitch, our sale, our business, and it's more information driven. And it's very specific to Bob in this case, because Bob has received information about it. And you're following up, you are doing your due diligence to see if they've received that information. It's simple sequences and simple strategies like this, when we reframe our calls and our positioning, um, that we see different types of result, uh, results. Um, a good sales colleague and friend of mine, Phil McComb, says it. If you don't like the answers you're getting, ask different questions. And in cold calling and I think follow-up calls, um, it's no different. If you aren't liking the responses or if you're not getting any type of response on the phone, then rephrase how you're positioning yourself in these calls. Uh, when we get the, hey, send me more information, objection, view that as an opportunity, and then have your follow-up sequence all about, hey, that information I sent you, I did mention ABC. Hey, did you receive that information? Hey, did you have any questions about that information? Hey, was that information I sent over even relevant to you? All of a sudden, if we start positioning um, our follow-up around um, that one email, the send me more information email, it becomes a more personal dialogue. And in the cold call world, just the cold outreach world, that's always important, making it 
more personalized. And then we can get into real dialogue and see how we can actually help the, that individual and see if that prospect makes sense for us to pursue and doing business with. So anyways, that's a few um, just thoughts I have on one of the most common objections in the calling world is to send me more information. Let's not view that as a dead lead. Let's start positioning our minds to view that as an opportunity. I'd also be very curious to anyone listening or watching this right now to see how you guys position um, those objections when you get the send me more information, what your sequence looks like on something like that. If you guys like this podcast, please, whether you're listening on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, uh, comment on it. Send it to a friend, review, rate it. It helps us expand our reach. We love our viewers and the listenership we've been able to gain over the last 12 months. And uh, yeah, if you want more of this content, just check out agencyflare.com and uh, look forward to speaking with you guys next week. Cheers.